Hi, and welcome to the Mama Needs Podcast. I'm Jen Collins, Chief Self-Care Officer of the Mama Needs Subscription Box and the host of this podcast. I'm on a mission to help mamas understand the need for self-care and give them the tools and inspiration to prioritize it through our boxes and the podcast that you're listening to. Sometimes I chat with another mama about the things that mama needs, self-care, sleep, time, coffee, and so much more. I wish we could sit at the table and have, let's be honest, cold coffee together, but this will have to do for now. I want to meet you right where you are. So listen in while you're washing dishes or folding laundry or exercising. I'll be here cheering you on and helping you remember that you matter, mama. The Mama Needs Podcast is sponsored by Mama Needs Box, a monthly self-care subscription box for moms. All of October, we are promoting our November box, which is themed Mama Needs to Get Cozy. Now, something you need to know about me is that I love being cozy. It's my love language. And if there was a class on getting cozy, I would get 100% every time. (laughs) This box will be full of items to help you get cozy this fall, and you won't want to miss this one. And if you buy a box, you'll be put in a drawing to win one of those super cozy and soft, large, chunky knit blankets. You guys know what I'm talking about. The blanket is made by a local, small, mama-owned business right here in my town of Franklin, North Carolina. And it's a $200 value. So along with our box, it's going to help you get cozy. So go to mamaneedsbox.com and use the code podcast at checkout for free shipping. And you'll also be put in the drawing. That's mamaneedsbox.com and use podcast at checkout for free shipping and to get our November cozy box plus a chance to win that amazing chunky knit blanket. Okay, mamas, welcome back to the Mama Needs podcast. Today's guest was one of those goals interviews for me. I had the chance to chat with Allie Worthington. Allie is a top business coach, host of the Allie Worthington Show podcast, founder of Called Creatives, and author of the book, Standing Strong, A Woman's Guide to Overcoming Adversity and Living with Confidence, which just released this week. She's also the author of The Year of Living Happy, Fierce Faith, and Breaking Busy. Allie is a well-known speaker, and her no-nonsense, guilt-free take on business, family, and balance have led to appearances on The Today Show and Good Morning America. Allie lives with her husband, Mark, and their five sons, yes, five sons, outside of Nashville. Allie drops some serious nuggets of wisdom for us moms in this episode, and I cannot wait for you to hear it. So enjoy my conversation with Allie. All right. Hey, Allie, welcome to the Mama Needs podcast. How are you? Hi there. I'm doing great. I'm so excited to be on the show. Yes, I'm so excited to have you. I did a little intro before you came on, but I would love for you to just introduce yourself, tell us who you are, where you live, about your family, and what you do. Sure. Um, I am the mother of five, five boys. That's my big claim to fame. (laughs) They are 12, 14, 16, 19, and 21. And my husband and I and some of those boys are living outside of Nashville, and I am an author and a speaker and a business coach. I like to do a lot of things. 
Yeah, yeah. You just do it all. <laughs> um, I love the five boys. I have two boys mm-hmm. and then I have a daughter. Um, so I understand that boy life. Um, but five is quite a feat. So go you. <laughs> Lots of <laughs> testosterone in that house, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Uh, so tell us about your project, uh, Standing Strong, which is your mm-hmm. new book that comes out on September 29th. It's just so exciting. Um, The title for those listening is Standing Strong, A Woman's Guide to Overcoming Adversity and Living with Confidence. So why did you write this book and what need is it filling? I really, with with each book, I always ask the Lord if he wants to tell me what I'm writing about next time. Mm -hmm. And this is book number four. So when I first prayed about it, he brought to mind a part of a prayer that my mom used to pray over me every night. She used to pray that I would be a great woman of God, strong in my faith, and fearless as I face the future. That's the same thing I pray over the boys at night. I pray that they'll be great men of God. And he brought that to mind, great woman of God. And I thought, well, that doesn't make any sense. And I put it out of my mind. And and then I went back to him about a month later and said, Lord, what's the next book going to be about? And clear as day in my spirit, I felt him saying, I already told you. So I spent about six months kind of wrestling with this concept of what, what Lord do you want to say to women? Mm-hmm. Um, what do you have for us? And I felt like really over the next six months, just kind of opened my eyes to this concept that he wants to partner with us, to partner with us, to raise our kids and do our work every day and live a life that, that matters and live a life that makes the kingdom better but also that things were going to get difficult. And of course, I didn't imagine that in the middle of um, everything we're going through, my book would come out. Right. Um, but he's, he's really amazing how he works things out. Yes, for sure. And I have read uh, the first three chapters, which have been lovely. Um, and I noticed that you mentioned the pandemic in the book. And yeah. that's amazing. <laughs> I was like, wow, this is super timely. And you probably <laughs> didn't even plan it that way. So that's really cool how God works for sure. Yeah, he, he, really, he really loops everything around. And one of the themes in the book is that obedience brings blessing. And sometimes when we say blessing, mm-hmm we automatically think it means money, you know, Um, like we're all going to win the lottery if we obey God. Um, But I think at least in my story with, with writing this book and writing the message that I feel like he gave me at the time, my obedience will bring the blessing that so many people who are reading it now really need it. Mm. And that's been one of the really remarkable things about this book more than any other is that People who get it early say, there were things I thought God was kind of nudging my heart on. And when I read this, it confirmed what God was saying. Oh, and I love that. Yeah. For me as an author, it just, it doesn't get any better than being a little part of that. So I'm right. here for Right. Yes. Yes. That's what you want. It's like the, the, the uh, kind of confirmation that you need as an author, yeah. that you're doing the right thing, that God's leading you the right way. I love that. Um, uh, you you mentioned that you have several kind of jobs, several businesses mm-hmm. that you do. Um, so your background is in business entrepreneurship and during the last recession in 2008, your life looked pretty different than it does now. Um, yeah. and I really identified with your story. Um, I'm not going to share too much into this, but my husband and I quit our jobs in 2014 and they were very stable ministry jobs that we thought we would stay forever. And we 
up and moved our family from South Florida to Western North Carolina, which is where we are now. Uh, Started a business. My husband started a business. We had our third baby here, which was unexpected. (laughs) And, uh, And then I started a business two years ago. So Uh, My life is looking very differently also. And so when I was reading about your story, it just really hit me like, I'm not the only one who has done all these kind of crazy things, crazy in the eyes of the world and kind of people around you. Um, But would you share your story just a little bit for our listeners? Yeah, I'd love to. So when I was growing up, I wanted to be a stay-at-home mom. When I met my husband, when on our first date, we had a blind date. I I wanted five kids one day, like (laughs) might as well weed them out early. Right. Right. And luckily I got those five kids by God's grace. And what I wanted to do, I got to be, I got to be a stay home mom. And then in 2007, my husband lost his job and fast forward to 2008, we still hadn't found another job. We, um, we had had my fifth son. So he was four weeks old when we ended up losing our home to foreclosure, we had gone through our savings mm. and we, we had lost everything. We kept what just fit and fit into two little mobile um, storage units called pods, you know, that yeah. used to get delivered to the yard. Yeah. So we filled up what we could in the pods and we spent a whole summer living with my grandfather, essentially homeless. Mm. And we would drive to the McDonald's playland every day and the kids would play and my husband would, apply for new jobs. And I would Google, how do you start a business on the internet? How do you make money on the internet on that old PC with missing laptop keys that I'd have to press down really hard (laughs) to get some of the numbers and the letters to go through. And, um, by God's grace, my husband got another job, um, in 2008 and I had about two years to start building my business. And I never could have imagined you know, even the year before that happened, that I would be building businesses online and doing what I'm doing now. But it's just a combination of kind of following God's lead and digging ourselves out of a hole and letting God lead us to what our next season of life is. I think, I think so often we think in terms of our purpose or what we're supposed to do in this world. And we think it looks this way now, therefore this is my purpose always. Mm -hmm. And I think that purpose is something that is very clear for us. Our purpose in this life is to decide if we're going to follow Jesus or not. And if we do, we tell people about him and we glorify God forever. But calling changes in every season. My calling now as a 44-year-old woman looks way different than it did when I was 20 or 30 or even 35. My calling to some degree looks a little different than it even did last year because of the pandemic. The the specific things that God's calling me to do and say and take care of, it changes. And I think when women look at our lives in terms of this is my calling right now because this is what God's put in front of me in my hands, but tomorrow could be different or next year could be different. I think it opens up more possibilities because God really does kind of take us on an adventure through our lives if we're open to it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I would say the same thing that this has been an adventure. Um, Similarly, we had our first home. We bought a condo in 2006 and the recession hit and we lost a lot of money. And then we had to um, short sale our home. So I totally get that side of it. (laughs) Ours ours was supposed to be a short sale and then it ended up falling through, which apparently Uh. isn't supposed to happen. And that's how the foreclosure happened. Yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, really man. familiar with that one. That's awful. I, but I totally empathize. And, you know, I think it's interesting, you know, we, on the other side, you know, we can say God did all of these things and this is what we did. And, and we tie it up in a nice little bow, but you and I both know that it's extremely difficult and there's lots of little details that not everybody knows about. And, you know, just things that have been very, very hard and humbling. And um, so I love that you said God takes us on this adventure because it is a lot of ups and downs, but, um, but it's all worth it. It's all worth it. Yeah. So, um, so many people right now are feeling stuck um, Mm -hmm. because there's a lot of uncertainty in our world. Um, You know, maybe they feel stuck at their, their job, or maybe they feel stuck because they don't have a job. Um, What did you learn about confidence through your experience? Oh, that's a great question. I think that for so many people, they think that confidence is something that's very static. You're either born with it or you're not. Like you're born with brown hair or blue eyes or a certain height. Um, But confidence is actually something that is built and that is gained and that's developed over time. Now, sure, there's some people that do seem like they're born with an extra bit of confidence, but for people who aren't, I think it's really a game changer to focus in on the fact that God gives us the ability to build it. I mean, I was a very shy kid, was not self-confident at all. And it was only in my adult life that I started kind of getting out of my own way, realizing that confidence is something that could grow, Mm -hmm. even if I didn't feel confident. I think for so many people, especially women, we want to feel confident before we take action. Mm-hmm. And the secret to getting confidence is to take action when we're scared. I mean, Absolutely. you think about when we're little girls and we can't ride a bike. No one would say I'm a bike rider when you're when you're five and you don't know how to because you're on a tricycle and then you're on a bike with training wheels and then those wheels start popping off and then you have a bunch of rats and then you know you go to a top, a top of a, a grassy incline and you you roll right down that hill without training wheels. You may rack a few times, you may skin your knee, you're bleeding, you know, it's rough, (laughs) you're sore, but before you know it, you're a bike rider. Mm. And I think it's the same way with us. We may look at ourselves and go, oh, I'm, I'm not this, or I'm not that. But really, we need to spend days, weeks, months, sometimes years even, taking those scary little step-by-step steps Mm-hmm. that will lead us to gaining confidence. We may have some bruised knees and we may have a little road rash every once in a while as we're growing, but before we know it, we'll look back and go, oh, this is what I do now. I do mm-hmm. this confidently. And we may have felt like a mess the whole time, but before we know it, we can do it. Oh my gosh. I love that analogy of the bike riding. That is so good because I can see myself in that analogy. It's beautiful. Um, and I love, and I think it was the first chapter of your book, just a little sneak peek for the listeners. You talk about how you were not very confident as a child, that you were extremely introverted mm-hmm. and you're a bit of a bookworm um, that you and the librarian were on first name basis, <laughs> which I love. Uh, and that's, that's where you love to hang out. And I actually read that whole portion to my 11 year old daughter who is extremely similar, like 
eerily similar to this. Uh, she loves the library. She's on a first name basis with them. Um, she'll mm -hmm. check out at least like 18 to 20 books at a time and finish them lightning fast. She's just, you know, a voracious reader. And so, um, and I read all of that to her and she just kind of beamed like, oh, somebody gets me. <laughs> I um, and I love the analogy of the bike riding and how, you know, you don't just get confident overnight. It takes, like you said, little steps here and there. And then all of a sudden you're like, okay, I'm a bike rider. Yeah, I can do mm -hmm. this. So yeah. good. Um, so as far as people reading this book, how do you think they'll benefit from it? You know, there's lots of people who listen, um, mostly moms who listen to my podcast. Mm -hmm. um, we've got stay-at-home moms. We've got people like my mom who are, you know, grandmother and empty nester. Um, and we've got moms that, you know, work full-time out of the home or work um, at home or stay home full-time. So uh, what do you think they'll get from this book if they start reading it? Well, I'll tell you what uh, I've heard from people, um, people who are reading it already and they're coming back to talk to me about it. I think that one of the most important things for us to realize as women is that no matter what age we are, no matter what stage of life we're in, that God does call us to new things, whether it's new growth or skills or adventure or a new calling in a new season of life. Or maybe for some women, it's just that kind of feeling of I'm meant for something more, but I don't know quite what it is. You know, yes. that's sometimes the more can be fostering a child or having another baby or building a garden or starting a business or writing a book. There's something, there's what I like to call a God dream that's just kind of bubbling up. And even when you try to ignore it, it bubbles up again. And sometimes, especially as Christians, we worry, I think, a little too much and go, is this me or is this God? Is this dream that I have in my heart mm -hmm. to learn this other language or to learn how to fly a plane or whatever it is? Mm -hmm. is, it, is it me? Am I being selfish? But I think we need to look at the dreams in our heart and go, if I do this, if I learn something, if I step out in this way, does it in some way help the world? Mm -hmm. Does it help another person? Does it make the world a better place? And if the answer to that is yes, I think we go for it full on. Mm -hmm. You know, if your dream is to start a business where you take people to Vegas and help them gamble, maybe it's not a God dream. <laughs> you know? I, think, right. I think sometimes we're splitting a little bit uh, too many. We're splitting too many hairs, you know. Yeah, because I if, think we can get stuck in that cycle of, you know, yeah. should I do it? Should I not do it? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. As, as Christians, as, as we're leaning into the Lord and, you know, staying connected to him. If we start going in a direction he doesn't want us to, he will make it clear. Mm -hmm. you know, God tends to be very subtle and woos me into my future, mm -hmm. but he is not subtle when I'm doing something wrong. Mm, that's good. That's but good. For, for anybody listening who kind of feels like they do have a God dream inside, that God is leading them to something that kind of, uh, as Chip Ingram calls it, that holy ambition to ask yourself, does it make the, the world a better place? Does it help somebody else on this earth? And if it does, to go for it and trust that if it isn't God's desire for you right now, he will make it loud and clear. That's really, really good. I think a lot of times, I know for myself, um, but lots of women deal with this and men, is that fear of failure. And I know for me, it nearly paralyzed us from moving. It nearly paralyzed us from 
you know, starting a new business, um, even just recently for me, you know, starting, starting my own business and starting this podcast. So what would you say to someone who's really kind of dealing with that major fear of failure that's really holding them back from pursuing that God dream they have? Yeah, I think, I think some of the biggest issues with the fear of failure is a, like we mentioned before, is this what God really wants? What if this isn't what God really wants? As if God is this cosmic football coach and he's calling plays from the side of the field, but he's hiding his face with a binder. And we're like, I know he's there, but he's not making it clear. And like I said, if we start to go in a direction that he doesn't want us to, but we stay very open to him and we're praying, we're in scripture, we're spending time with him. We're saying, Lord, speak, make yourself clear, guide us. He will guide. Mm-hmm. And to be able to trust him to step in and he, you know, I've always found God's not really one to tell me exactly what to do, but he will sure tell me what not to do, mm-hmm. but he will lead me gently into what to do. I think that we trust him that he will make his plans for us clear and what we should do and, and how, and to make sure we, you know, we don't do anything where we're, we're going to, you know, set ourselves up for negative consequences And then another thing that is a good idea to do to protect ourselves from the fear of failure is to some degree desensitize ourselves to it Mm -hmm. because we tend to think failure is a care. It it will affirm our character. You know, if, if we're, if we fail at something, it means we're terrible people or Mm -hmm. we're a bad mom or we're this or we're that. And in the business world, I learned in the entrepreneurial world, there's a saying and it's, you want to fail fast and fail often. And that means you do a lot of little things and you see if it works. Right. And if you can do a lot of little things and say they're all failures, you can go, great. Okay. We know what doesn't work now. We can keep going toward what works. But in that culture of, okay, we're just going to try a lot of things and see what happens it helps you get desensitized. So failure is kind of a, a normal part of the road to success. Mm. And where we can disconnect our small failures from who we are as people, it can protect us because the enemy will come in in those seasons and whisper lies to us that, you know, you don't know what you're doing. You're a failure. You've always been a failure. You're going to fail again. Your, your past is going to dictate your future. All of those things, whatever it is, that's your weakness, that's your sore spot. The enemy knows how to just bring that back up into your mind. But when you decide I'm partnering with God on my life, I'm letting him lead me. I'm going to you know, follow this thread that I think is from him and see what happens. And if I make some mistakes along the way, he's big enough and strong enough to make me aware of them and to pull me right back into the path where I should be. Hmm. And take you on that adventure, right? Yeah, Exactly. <laughs> Yes. Oh, I love that. That's so good for so many people to hear about failure and, and tying it to who you are, because we do that, especially as women. I think um, we make it about, we make it personal and it's not. Yeah. So that is so good. Well, I know that it, it's kind of weird for you to be launching a book during a pandemic. This is not normal. <laughs> um, <laughs> as you have launched three books, three other books out into the world, uh, I know that this time you probably won't be doing a tour or anything like that. Um, but just for everybody who's listening, um, the book comes out on September 29th, anywhere mm-hmm. where books are sold, correct? Yeah. 
Absolutely. So this episode will release the week that the book releases. So while you're listening, just go over to Amazon, grab your book. And then when you're done, go leave a nice review because it really does help authors and books. So I'm so excited for you. I know this is weird, but this is great. Mm -hmm. Um, All right. Well, we're just going to ask a couple of kind of rapid fire, quick, fun questions, if you don't mind, just so our listeners can get to know you as a person. Mm -hmm. So how do you take your coffee? No coffee. I used to drink lots of coffee, but my stomach can't handle it anymore. So now I am a tea drinker. I drink decaf ginger and decaf green tea. I'm very boring. (laughs) that's okay I love tea as well um that's some like my afternoon kind of treat um I love I love just heating myself up a little bit of coffee or tea Mm -hmm. uh what is a good book that you've read recently have you been reading because you've been writing (laughs) (laughs) no I have I have lately it's American Dirt from Janine Cummings oh I haven't heard that really fantastic okay cool we'll link to that in the show notes uh, what is your favorite way to practice self-care? I love to go to movies. Oh, oh, and are your movies well, we, open? We, we are, yeah. And I've seen, I've been three times since they've opened, and all that time it's just been me and my sons, and we've had the whole theater to ourselves. So oh, we, that's awesome. We stalk the app to make sure nobody's in the theater buying seats, <laughs> and then we just go in and see movies, and it's been so great. But that oh. and drive-in. Oh, and drive-in. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, just a little like uh, shout out to our local theater. Our state has not opened movie theaters at all. And so um, our little, I live in a very small town. So our little town uh, theater has not opened up yet. And so what they've been doing is drive-in movies. And it's been so fun. I took my daughter and her friends to see Beauty and the Beast, the live action one. Mm -hmm recently and that was really fun so it's just a good creative you know the pandemic has made us all creative right so creative and so desperate for fun (laughs) yes for sure all right and our last question our show is called the mama needs podcast so as a mama of five boys what do you need right now i need a housekeeper oh same (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. Uh, I need a housekeeper and a dog trainer because we are getting a new puppy in a few weeks. Oh, what kind of puppy? A golden retriever. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah, we have another golden. She's 11, but we rescued her when she was a little under one. So we've actually never had a puppy. So this is going to be interesting. (laughs) Yes. And hence the need for a housekeeper with all of the training you're going to be doing. (laughs) So, so many boys and so much dog hair. Yeah. That's all I'm thinking. Oh man. That's a good one. All right. Well, Allie, tell us where people can find you online, where they connect, can connect with you and find your book. Yeah, absolutely. I'm AllieWorthington.com, A-L-L-I, Worthington. My podcast is The Allie Worthington Show, and on Instagram, I'm Allie Worthington. Oh, I know. And I just released the most fun quiz. I have a quiz that tells you your secret superpower that shows you kind of personality type, the secret superpower that God's given you, the Bible verse for it, um, what you wish other people knew about you, and what other people wish you knew. So it's really fun. It's on my website, but a quick way to get a link to take it, it's just about two minutes, 
is you can text the word superpower to 55444. So it's just all one word, superpower, 55444. And you'll get a text from me with a link to take. It's just a two-minute quiz, so it's super fun. Oh, that does sound fun. Okay, we will link to that for sure. And I'm going to go and take it after we get off. So (laughs) that'll be fun. (laughs) Well, Allie, it has been such a pleasure to meet you and to hear your heart behind this book. Um, I'm so thankful for this message that God has led you to give to women. So thank you so much for your time and for being on our show today. Thank you, friend. This has been great.